All right, here we are. Tommy points episode 10. Dante, Riley, Ten. double digits. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We hit it, baby. Episode we hit it. Episode 10. Um, shout go. out to everyone that has tuned in so far. Become a fan. Become a listener. Become a viewer. Um, if you are a viewer, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and liking this video, commenting down below. All that good stuff. We love the community we're building. But episode 10 is here. Uh, you guys aren't going to, we just talked about this before we hit the record button. You guys aren't going to have fingers to, no. to to count out episodes anymore. No, I, we're going to have to start doing stuff like this or one to no other way around. I'm still getting used to the camera angle. Yeah. We're going to have to get the channel hold the one. There, yeah. Ooh. We're going to, we're going to get me and Riley are going to talk uh, privately after this and we're going to figure we'll out figure what we're going to do moving Stay forward. Stay yeah. tuned for that. All right, guys. So <laughs> no, no sponsor for this episode. Woe is us. But we do have an awesome discount code to offer to the people. So, you know, if you've been following along, you know, we released some awesome merch and there will be more merch to come. But the Tommy Points merch is live. We'll put the link in the description of this podcast and the link um, in the description of the YouTube channel. But we're not just promoting the merch here. We are giving you guys an amazing discount code and only the first five people can use it. So you better act fast. You know, be quick. That discount code is going to be that discount code is going to be Tommy. It's going to take a percentage off your cart after uh, when you once you get to checkout. So go do that. It's only the first five people to do it. So better hurry. Let's get running. Better hurry. Better hurry. Um, And who knows? You know, fire shirts. Yeah, and and who knows? You know, we'll, we'll tweet it out and whatnot. But you're probably you know if you're watching this, it's too late. Very go quick. Yeah. But, um, anyways, as soon as we brought it up, yeah, you better be honest. on the website and have that in your cart because if not, you're gonna miss out. But hey, see what happens. I'd be willing to say it's gone right now. If you hear me saying this, <laughs> tough luck. Better luck next time. But um, all right, guys, we have episode ten. Let's get right into it. All right, so we have three games to kind of react to, give our take on um, the Suns game, the Clippers game, and then the Jazz game. I don't know about you guys, but the one thing I'll say is that just thank God that that West Coast trip is over. Yeah, I'm not a fan of West Coast trips. I'm really not. I mean, personally, the whole 10 o'clock games, uh, hate them. Listen, it's 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 so weird going from having 7 o'clock, 7.30 start times, and all of a sudden just having a week straight of 10 o'clock start times. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, thank God the Suns game was on at 2 o'clock, I guess, on Sunday because yeah. there was a Super Bowl. But, like... I'm I'm more than happy going back to seven o'clock starts. This this is this is too much. Exhausting is the word I want to say. Yeah, I'm glad we got it over with. Yeah, it felt it felt so long. Like I was when I kept looking at the schedule and I was like, oh, another one, right? Another. I I literally thought I was like there was a typo or something because I feel like it was like J- New Year's we we're doing ten o'clock starts. Like I don't know, it just yeah. felt so long to me. Yeah, and plus the Celtics, um, just to throw in the stat, they have the least amount of home games played this year. So thank God they're going home. Thank God. But I think they're playing five times in the next like seven or eight days. So the schedule, it's not going to slow down for them, but at least they don't have to keep traveling from place to place. So at least there's that. For sure. Um, What what were the takeaways from that Suns game, I guess? We're going to briefly touch on these. 
it was a loss. So I feel like it was a tough game. Like I was almost like half watching it. You know what I mean? I was like, all yeah. right, let's get to to Tom Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Let's get this thing going. Um, and I don't know if the players were thinking that too. But were there any like huge takeaways for you guys in that game? I mean, everyone's going to talk about Kemba Walker. I mean, he shot four for 20, four for 11 from three. The only four shots he hit were threes. Um, only had 14 points. I feel like that's what people are going to take away from this. But people are not going to you know, say that the team as a whole shot 35% from the field. Yeah, he had a bad shooting night. He missed 16 shots. Tatum missed 14 shots. Um, Carson Edwards, who started, went one for six. Um, you know, not everyone had a great shooting night. And I think that's just ultimately what the game came down to. They just weren't able to keep up with Phoenix. I mean, I going into this season, there were two teams I was looking forward to watching this year other than the Celtics. One of them was being Atlanta and the other one being Phoenix. I think Phoenix is a really good sleeper team, even though I think they're um, – I'm not sure where they are uh, seeding-wise right now. I'm going to try to pull it up so I can say it. They're I the fourth right seed. Right? Yeah, they're right the fourth yeah. seed. They're 13 and 9. So, I say sleeper, but in all reality, they're a top four seed in the West right now. Um, you know, we see this loss and everyone's just like, you know, it's a game that's winnable, but we can't act like Phoenix isn't a good team. Like, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, it's a solid team. They have a lot of good role players and they just had a, a good amount of guys that scored against us. So, I mean, got to give credit where credit is due. They took advantage of the bad shooting night for Boston and they walked out on Sunday with a win. And no Jalen too, right? No Jalen. Yeah, so you gotta remember that. And too. no Smart. I feel like I've and forgotten no that Smart's smart. even on the roster. Wow. Yeah. It's so great. I mean, we lost by nine points, and we were missing two of our key starters. Um, and we had Carson Edwards. I don't know how you guys felt about seeing Carson Edwards start against the Suns. Listen, I'm all for him getting more playing time. I feel like he deserves more playing time. Starting, eh, I I could probably go without that moving forward. I, I think Brad just started him because against. Go ahead, Ray. I think Brad just started him because against the Clippers, he you know he scored sixteen points, shot five of eight, three of five, three of five from the three point line. Yeah, he he did well. And they just work well. So I just don't know Kemba Walker and Carson Edwards in my starting backcourt. It's that it, that's it's, the only thing. It's like if you if if Kemba Walker isn't healthy and you need a starting point guard, sure, fine, that's cool. But like. Him and Kemba, like that was a short back. You're asking for problems there. And I don't know if this is true. They said it on the broadcast watching that game, but a large reason why Carson Edwards started, and I don't know how I feel about this, is because they ran a bunch of simulation games and Carson Edwards had good games against the Suns. No. I I mean, I heard it. I don't know if it's true. But if that's the reason why Brad, if if that's why we're getting these wonky lineups out of Brad Stevens, (laughs) yikes. Time out. Brad Stevens is... Thrown in 2K I'm baffled, and saying simulate I'm the game. right now because I, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. If Brad Stevens picks his lineups, his starting lineup, two center, I don't know if, how long he's been playing 2K and doing this simulation stuff. <laughs> he's if in he, year two, 2026 in the, simu- uh, the yeah, association. Year is the We're still in 2021 right now. So it's Brad Stevens, take a few years back right now. Um, if he does that, then I think I have a problem. I think I got an issue. If we're if we're basing lineups off of 2K simulations, this, this something's not right. That is I, the that is the most absurd thing I've heard 
in a while. I literally heard Genuinely. it, and then I, someone's got to comment on this or or let us know if I just heard it wrong because I heard it, and then I immediately took to Twitter and took to like Google. I was like, "What Carson? How do how do I even search that Carson Edwards simulation?" I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah, I looked the yeah. Boston Celtics simulator starting lineup. And guess what? You're gonna I find all these to like, search. I tried it. It you can't. You yeah, can't I, find anything. I'm just gonna have to take your word for it, Evan. I, I, I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Evan. Hey, I am. I'm like 99. It's not true. I, I hope I'm, it's not true. Cause if it is, I don't know what to think about so, Brad. Like the guy's a genius, but this <laughs> this kind of just takes that point away. Someone's gotta back me up in the comments that they heard it too, or else if I was you like, know, if anyone knows if this is fact or fiction, please let me know, us know, but let me know especially because this is information that I need. So <laughs> it, it just threw Dante through a loop. I'm no, I'm literally like baffled right now. Like I don't even know. Like my head is all over the place okay so back back to back back in okay i've been saying this for a little bit and you know in these types of situations is when i want to see this happen i know he just came back from injury i know like him off the bench is very important for boston i want to see peyton pritchard get a shot in the starting lineup man like when everyone's healthy don't get me wrong i think he's perfect off the bench i think that's his role but like in this type of situation where you're looking for another guard to start you're looking for someone else to start i get it he tried carson edwards wasn't really the best thing in the world whatever but like if you have this opportunity again give peyton pritchard a shot like i just want to see how he looks with the starting lineup i, I just don't think it hurts to try you know what i mean and i've been saying the same thing about Sammy Ojale starting we start grant williams uh in all these games and he's been playing better but <laughs> i stop. tried stop. You might, you're throwing me off again i'm gonna get off track now all right i'm just showing you that i did try to do my due diligence and i couldn't back it up <laughs> sorry I go go you. go on your rant you're going yeah, your, your so sorry i just think you know if it comes down to a 2K simulation, I want to know what the result was when you put Peyton Pritchard in the starting lineup because it has to be better if you throw Carson Edwards in the starting lineup. That's just my opinion. I don't play a lot of 2K. I don't know. I just want to see someone like Pritchard get a shot in the starting lineup. If Brad Seems is toying around with all these different lineups and trying uh, starting three bigs some days and starting three guards the next night, like give it a shot. It's not going to hurt at this point. No, and the, the game Carson Edwards started – and Pritchard played more minutes than Edwards yeah. played 17 minutes, Pritchard played 23. So. And Jeff T played more minutes. He played one more minute than Edwards. That doesn't make sense. It's so confusing to me. It's so confusing to me. And I think if, if you're even looking at, like, who deserves it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even throw the simulator out, it's like, okay, well, a simulator could tell me that Carson Edwards is going to drop a million points, but based on the last 15 games that we've seen, why don't we go with the guy that's probably deserved it? I know he's coming off the injury, yeah. but, yeah. like, who 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 so far in their Celtics career has even shown, it's early for Pritchard, but that even is more to my point, who's shown that they're going to be a part of this team's future moving forward? I think Pritchard over Not Andrew. Jeff Teague, I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, not Jeff Teague. Robert Williams, and that's even a stretch there, but no one. Robert I think, Williams I think the simulator than... said that Jeff Teague needs to be cut. That's just rumor on the street. If, I listen, if I did a simulator, I'd make sure Jeff Teague wasn't on the team before I started simulating. <laughs> so let's just put it that way. Let's put it that way. 2K is not real life, Brad. I don't know if this is real, but 2K <laughs> is not real life. All right. Someone needs to tell him these things. I don't know if he knows, but it's not. these lineups and these rotations, like oh, it all makes were, sense now. It does. They were confusing. Does. They were confusing before, but it's now starting to turn into more of a concern rather than confusion. Like I'm starting to realize 
maybe we won't be able to understand what Brad Stevens is doing, but he's obviously doing something wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like with he's the plug right. and play, like with the plug and play narrative, and I think we talked about it last episode, you know, it's like if you don't know when you're going to go in the game, regardless of your competition or regardless of anything, it's like when do you how, how are you gonna be ready? How are you gonna be, you know, good to go? Like what game was it? Was it the the Kings game or the Suns game? One of these losses where Tristan Thompson was having his best game of yep. his I, I guess that was against, career. I think that was against the Kings. So okay, so and then all of a sudden he doesn't play the last like eighteen minutes of the game and they and, and Brad Stevens comes out and has the audacity to say it was a it was a matchup concern. How do you it's not like the Kings just all of a sudden brought up ten guys from the G League and had a new lineup for the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. they Tristan Thompson was going off against this team and then you know, you just get benched because of matchups. It doesn't make sense to me. And and that's the type of thing. I don't think you see that very much in the NBA where a guy's going off or having a good game. And it's like, like, I, I, I guarantee you, Tristan Thompson had no clue that he wasn't going to play the last, you know, quarter and a half of that game. Mm -hmm. If he did, then that's even more scary to me. A guy that like is going off and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to sit for the rest of this game. Like that just, that's puzzling to me. And if that's the case, I think there is reason. I think Riley, you said it like, it's like you're concerned or, or it just doesn't even make sense. It's like, how do you take a guy that's performing and say, yeah, all right, it's, it's, it's enough. Hang him up for tonight. It doesn't make sense. I, I'm, I said this before, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. When, 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 the, when the Celtics are playing games, and Brad Stevens is sitting on the sideline, he's on his little iPad, he's on his little whatever. He's watching another game. Nope, he's playing I'll, 2K. He's simulating. Or, he's simulating. Oh, he's, yeah, he's simulating. <laughs> oh my he's God. simulating. He goes, "All right, let me get to the fourth quarter. Let me see what happens, and then we'll put these guys in." Tristan Thompson didn't do well in his fourth quarter simulator, so he's like, "We're not playing him." He doesn't. <laughs> I don't know if he's not paying attention. I don't know if he's not just. Yeah, listen. If a guy's playing well all game, you got to keep playing him. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how, what else to say to that. It's just Tristan Thompson, like you said, having one of the best games of his Celtics career, and then you don't play him the rest of the game. It's just what do you expect to happen? I don't know. I really want to just pick. I want to sit down with him one on one and just pick his brain and just. I just want to know what's going on in that brain because I got to get an understanding of why he's doing these things. I really do. He's definitely too analytics focused. Same like that. I oh, wish someone like his after press conferences would ask him about the relations of the lineups because I can't find anything. I can't find him explaining it. I can't. Find Where's anything. Evan Turner? Didn't we hire Evan Turner to be an assistant? Doesn't everyone like him? Isn't he a player coach? Where Where is he? I totally forgot about him. He was talking about him and Brad Stevens riding off into the sunset a few years ago when he comes back to Boston. I haven't seen him once. I'm not riding off. I don't see them riding <laughs> off into the sunset. They're going into a deep, dark tunnel right now. There's no sunset. There's no There's no unicorn that they're on. They're on a freaking half-dead camel walking through a, a, a dark tunnel. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But it's You know just, what the bad thing is? That everything you're saying makes so much sense. You makes, don't even know what you're saying. Exactly. It makes sense. It makes sense. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it makes sense. I've never had like that many bad things to say about Brad Stevens before this year. I really haven't, but he's just doing so many weird things this year. It's baffling. It really is baffling me. Robert Williams, we just talked about how, you know, you said he needs to start. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think eventually he needs to start and get that starting role. He played 10 minutes against the Suns. He needs to be playing 20, 25 minutes every single game. That's because yep. he's a guy that impacts you positively whenever he's in the game. And it just baffles me when he doesn't give those guys the minutes that they deserve. 
it's yeah. like and, and then we lose these games and it's just like i i don't know i i, I don't know i'm, so, I'm out of breath right now you guys me, take it away <laughs> let me piggyback on the robert williams take but i i got one thing to say too it's it's my overall brad stevens criticism and i think it's fair to say like jason tatum's getting better jalen brown's getting better why is it so bad to ask your coach of the future even though he's been here for you know eight years or whatever why is it so bad to say hey your coach can get better you know he's literally the same coach i feel that he was half the time four years ago yeah but um, fair, fair, a fair but statement so on robert williams right and it's 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 to that point we're skipping the clippers game right now i think we could talk about the positives of that but let's stick with the negative narrative that we got the jazz game last night <laughs> let's that stay we negative watched. here let's not let's not be positive let's just be negative right yeah now. i think that's a smart move um so so they're playing the jazz last night they ended up getting whooped by scores and that game was closer for for some of the game but what they were doing and i don't know if you guys caught on to this but it was it was almost a spit in the face of robert williams robert williams would go in when rudy gobert came out the minute they brought Rudy Gobert in, Brad Stevens would run as fast as he could to get Daniel Tice, get him back in the game, and take Robert Williams out. I know Robert Williams is young. I know this is his first sort of real year. But what are you telling your guy of the future? And I think we all agree he's supposed to be the big man of the future. I know Riley yep. kind of started that trend here. It's like, what are you telling him that says, hey, this is the you know one of the better big men in the league. The minute that literally the second he steps his big toe on the floor, you sit your ass on the bench. Like it's it's it was so and it happened over and over again because there was a time where Rudy Gobert came out. Robert Williams came in for like a minute and a half and then they brought Gobert back in and then Robert Williams and Daniel Tice swapped out again. And I'm, I'm like, Brad's telling a guy you're not good enough to hang with him or yeah. if you're in there with him. Yeah you're going to get worked by him. And it's like, but Daniel Tice is the answer. So that's the second part of it. It's like and Thompson Robert, and Tice were getting worked by him too. That's my point. So Robert Williams is like, wait a second, I can't do that. It's not like, it's not like you have the best center in the league swapping out. I get it there. But if Daniel Tice, and I'm not trying to indirectly send ricochet shots over to Daniel Tice, but if Daniel Tice is going in and being like, yeah, I can stop him, and then ends up fouling out of the game, you're telling Robert Williams that you were going to be worse than that, and I think that's an issue. Guys, I hate to interrupt you. I have a headache right now. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to watch the game last night. I explained I, I, I have to get up early, go to bed early because of work. Um, but you telling me that right there? just just adds fuel to the fire i guess i i don't even know what to say it, to that. it was one of the worst sort of like just it's black and white sort of brad stevens and you know uh, what's crazy is that you saying all that you did doesn't shock me in the slightest not in the slightest that's the that's the worst part i'm not surprised that he's doing that he's not pulling stuff off like that yeah it's just another, another example of him probably just looking at analytics rather than looking you know, at the on the floor watching the game Work. Exactly. And to that point, it's like if Daniel Tice is stinking, if Tristan Thompson's stinking, who cares if Robert Williams stinks? Yeah. I'm exactly. not saying he would have done better, but what's the point of like like protecting him from that? You only get better with mo the more playing time you get. We've said this about Neesmith. We've said this about multiple guys. Carson Edwards, who we even brought up, because when he gets minutes, he gets better and he's looked a lot better. Robert Williams is in the same boat. But he the thing is, is like he's proven that he's good, that he can contribute. So it's like, what's the issue here? It's not like he's a raw he's not like he's a rookie again, and it's like we don't know what he can bring to the table. We know what he brings to the table. So he keep playing he's, him. It, he's uh, the captain of that boat. Like he is the definition he is, of he the is. guy that you don't need Williams to play are, to I, get better. Oh, yeah. No, no, I think, as far as people like being inconsistent with minutes, that's that's where I was going with that. 
and and it's it's funny because it's like they're it's like they don't coexist when they can coexist. So not to take this totally towards Grant Williams, but it's wild to me that Brad Stevens I feel like watches them and says, "Ah, oh, they they can't play at the same time." It's like, "Well, they can. One plays the 4, one plays the 5 or interchange." Like it's simple. There's five five different positions, Brad. Not everyone unless, has to play Oh, them. I know what it is. Oh, wow. I figured it out. The analytics has Williams in it. All he did was Williams and only one of them show Williams! up at a time. Williams. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's what it is. Williams. Oh. G um, but but either way it's like I I feel like you don't get better with playing time. Even Carson Edwards, I don't think Carson Edwards has like the role on this team, but he's a good example too. He is done with the Celtics. I know he's had some good games. I know he's kind of like made us smile a little. All he's doing is upping his trade value because he has yep. he's not the the guard of the future for this team. Because mm-hmm. I think he's he's been used up, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm with that. I'm with any that. other any other negative comments about the games? Grant Williams. Ooh, all right. Let's talk Grant real quick. All right. All right. So Grant Williams last night against the Jazz in a span of 68 seconds <laughs> missed two threes, had two personal fouls, and one turnover. He's been shooting very well from three lately. Yes. Can I just say that? Can I just throw that, that in? Yeah, I want to. Yes. I want to put some. I want to bring some positivity into this right now. Okay, listen. I'm still not like jumping on. I'm not gonna say Grant Williams deserves thirty minutes. This and that. Like I'm not saying any of that. But he has been doing a lot better with shooting the ball, and I think that's one thing that fans have really wanted him to get better at. Because you know we've seen it. I mean, last year at the start of his rookie year, where he go zero for thirty to start uh, yeah. his career. Yeah, so it's just like um, you know he was such a poor three point shooter even in college. He was he was an average three. I think he was a thirty seven percent three point shooter in college. I'm not sure what the average three point percent is, but I mean that's pretty good. I think that's average in the NBA. Um, so I think just one thing just if. He's in there, you know, there, there are certain things that he's not that great at yet. You know, we say that some people say he's a good defender, this and that, but there are times where he doesn't look like a good defender. Um, you know, people say he's a good all-around player, but there are times where he doesn't look like a good all-around player. The one thing that he needs to be good at is shooting the ball because if he's open, he's left open, he needs to hit these three balls. That, that gets and- you playing time. And it gets you playing time. And you know what? He's been, I mean, the last five games, I'm looking at it right now, um, there's only one game where he had less than 23 minutes. Um, and I think that's showing that Brad Stevens is rewarding him for that. Um, I think I want to. he's shooting 53% from three in the month of February. Um, but he is shooting, he's shooting 47, 46% from three this year. So, I mean, he, he is, that is an improvement, but I'm, I'm with you. Like there are still a lot of things. So he he's shooting nice from three, but what do, what do we think of, uh, <laughs> Oh God, I'm not of, looking forward of, to this. Of, of something like this, you oh, know. This is I don't three. See this again. <laughs> I didn't see this, so I don't. I don't Dante, my, this is your headache, first time my headache this? is just gonna start pounding. Yikes! All right, so this is catering towards the YouTube crowd, but uh, go check it out on YouTube if you're listening on Apple Podcast um, or you know Spotify or Google Podcast. But check this out. He's shooting well from three, but then he gets the ball for a bunny like this. Oh, I saw this. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, I did see that. The bench reaction was brutal. <laughs> he's at the restricted circle and he airballs it by eight feet that's so bad (laughs) that's so bad grant all all of our role players are i said he was better at shooting three is not layups all right i know that's Uh, fair fair fair. (laughs) all of our role players are inconsistent we all know that that's been the problem but it's like when he's bad he's he's bad. bad That's what it is. He's he's. And it's not like good. he makes up for when he's good and he's like really good. Like when he's good, you know, he's helping the team. But it, 
he's hurting the team more overall, in my opinion. And it's perfectly for what I was going to say. When he when he does things, he, do, he he does some good things, but it's almost like one step forward and two steps back. He literally does, like, he'll meet yeah. guys. He's had two great blocks in the past, like, what, four games, where he literally meets a bigger guy at the yeah. right blocks him, and then he goes down the court and, like, just fumbles the ball and, and turns it over. I'm like, okay, that's one for one, fine. But then, no, on the other end, now all of a sudden he commits a foul. I'm like, okay, well, that was one really, really good thing. And then you just, like, forgot that you were playing basketball two possessions later. So I, I will say, at the and this is almost to Dante's standing Grant Williams at the beginning of this podcast, Grant Williams stunk to start the year. At least we're getting yeah. some good yeah. stuff out of him. So I think, you know, if we are looking at the trend, he is trending up, but, like, <laughs> and like we talked before, like he doesn't have to put up great stats. Him and Semi helps space the floor for Jalen and yep. um, Jason. But if he could score, that it would just be smart. Yeah, yeah, I think you got. I think that's a good way of looking at it, Ev. I mean, it's just like if you compare him to how he started the year, he is definitely improving. He's gotten better, but it's still not like oh, like it's not like night and day. It, it's still it's still pretty dark out, but we're seeing a little <laughs> bit of light. The the moon is shining on us. The stars are out and everything, but the sun isn't out yet. But we get hopefully we get there. I don't know when. I don't know if we will, but that's just how it is right, All right. now. I guess. Here we go, Ev, the master of transitions. Here, let's talk about that light. The Celtics did play the Clippers in the middle of these two games that we're complaining about. They beat one of the best teams and probably regarded by many the best team in the league, the Clippers, one nineteen to one fifteen. No Paul George in this game, so I I know when I was doing my post game stream, people were saying that, and I was no like, Jalen either. I was like, no Jalen, yeah. and Jalen's having a better year than Paul George, and no Smart. So there you and, go. And, and that was the oh well, no Patrick Beverly, and I was like, well, the two Celtics guys are literally putting up better stats than your two Clippers. Guys. You're gonna so, put Patrick Beverly in the same category as those three guys. Get out of here. Get but, out of here. They're um, probably better without Patrick Beverly, to be honest with you. But, um, so overrated. So um, but yeah, so. Jason Tatum went off for 34 points. He, I mean, tell him, tell him he's playing the Clippers. I know we made the joke last episode or two episodes ago about telling Carson Edwards that play, you're playing the Cavs every single night. You tell Jason Tatum he's playing the Clippers. He's going to drop 30 plus. I think it's like mm -hmm. three or four straight games of 30 plus from him against the Clippers. But, um, yeah. you know, that was, that was all well and good. But the one thing I do want to talk about, and I think it's going to be a guy that we discuss heavily for the rest of this episode Kemba Walker had one of his actually probably his best game um this season. He had 24 yeah. points, four assists, and he started the game so poorly, which so that that 24 points really came, I want to almost say for the majority of it came in like the last three quarters and then mm -hmm. a chunk of it at the end of the game. So what do we got for positive takeaways here, guys? We've been <sighs> super negative. Anyone that still stayed with us needs a breath of fresh air here. Yeah, this was just a great game from Kemba. Um, Thompson played well as well. Four from six from the um, from the line. Scored eleven. Grant Williams scored eleven. It was oh wow. Edwards scored sixteen too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. He was the one that kept them in it. So he was the one that kept them in at the beginning of that game. They were getting worked, and then Carson Edwards is the only spark plug. And then one thing too on the injury note, if we even have to rub salt in the wound of the Clippers, Daniel Tice got injured early and didn't play yeah, the rest of the game. That's so right. we had, that's right. you know, uh, our, our, I know it's Daniel Tice is not necessarily the best starter in the world, but the you know a go-to big man, a starter big man, injured for the rest of that game too. So no excuses from the Clippers end. I don't like the injury, the injury sort of excuses, but. Yeah, uh, here are my takeaways. So one, obviously, Kemba Walker, he was hitting the shots that he was missing against the Lakers. Yeah, he was hitting, I remember, in the fourth, in the clutch, uh, one of the 
clutch shots that we need to hit to keep ourselves ahead of the Clippers um, was probably almost exactly the same yeah. mid-range shot that he missed against the Lakers. Um, so, you know, it, it, that's a good sign to see. Um, obviously, you know, he's not putting up these types of performances every single night and, you know, more times than not, it's not been great performances, but it's nice to see that he's stepping up against, you know, these big teams like the Clippers. Um, and we'll get to the Jazz when we get to the Jazz. But I just want to kind of bring this to light. So this is what I took away from the West Coast trip uh, period. Actually, this is what I took away since the Lakers game. I know, you know, it's been a discussion, like people have been debating, is Jason Tatum a top 10 player? Is Jason Tatum a superstar? If he's not, how close he is to being a superstar? I'm just going to say this. Um, I- I'm done uh, debating about it and arguing about it. Jason Tatum's a top 10 player in the NBA, and he's a superstar. I'm. There's no more debate from me. There's no thinking, when will he be a superstar? He's a superstar right now. There's one game this year that he scored less than 20 points, and that was the fifth game of the year, 16 points. Since then, he's just been, he's been shooting fantastically for us he's having an efficient year for someone that shoots as much as he does he's having a i think he's shooting 47 percent from the field 43 42 percent from three and 80 something percent from the free throw line every game he you know if we need someone he's always there we can rely on him even if other guys aren't playing well you can still count on tatum to step up and give you something against these big teams like the clippers 34 points he steps up against these big teams. I'm, I'm looking at a statue right now. That game against Toronto when they went down by a ton to start and then they came back, he had 40 that game. So he was mm-hmm. a huge part of that comeback. I just think I just think he's a superstar. There's no debating anymore. He's a top 10 player. And you know, if anyone says otherwise, I'm just going to disagree with them. I think that, he's literally playing like fringe top five. I Exactly. I'm saying top 10, and that's like kind of putting it lightly. I don't know. Like there's... If you can give me ten players that are better than Jason Tatum, I want you to try because I don't think you, I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. You can make an argument that he's like top seven, top eight this year. Yeah. You really could. You really could. He's been playing that well. I think the argument for a superstar in top ten has moved to Jalen Brown. I think we we've started to realize that Tatum's superstar. He's top ten. Yep. Um, yep. He's on the cusp. You know, getting in cusp of being a superstar. Yeah, he's so even, even though you know. Not his assists, not his rebounds, not his points right now. Most of his stats are better than Tatum's this year. I still think he needs to do it, for, you know, throughout the whole year. Exactly. So what I was going to say off of that was, I think if he continues to have in the year that he does, and he finishes, you know, the season postseason still playing at a high level that he is, and then he goes in the next season and he continues to play like it, that's when he's going to start to get called a superstar. I just think because same yeah. thing with Tatum, like he played, he had a very good. Um, second half of the year last year, I think when he started going off, it was like January. So people were like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see what he does the year, the next year. And we're 20 something games in and he yep. hasn't disappointed once. So I, I think it's very clear that he's a superstar at this point. I'm telling you yeah. when, when the tides will turn for Jalen Brown is when he gets named the all-star. We saw, we mm-hmm. literally saw it happen for Tatum. Tatum got named an all-star and then just went bonkers. Berserk. Yeah. Jalen Brown is going to get that sort of nod and then all of a sudden you know we've seen it but all of a sudden you know casual nba fans and fans of other teams are going to kind of respect it and then also jalen brown's going to have the validation and then i can't wait to see what's going to happen because he's fighting right now because you know to, to your point riley you said he's kind of in that you know is he a superstar yet or is he top 10 conversation anyone can put that to bed right now being like you can't tell me a guy that's a that hasn't been an all-star yet as a top 10 player yeah and that's true 
But the yeah, minute you a, can say that, argument. the minute you can't yeah, say that, which it's going to be the case, it's kind of like, well, if that's what you were waiting for, then he accomplished that. So now and just let wait the until he makes the all NBA team this year, too, because, you know, that's going to happen. That, yeah. yeah. Once he starts racking up those accolades and stuff like that, it's it's going to be hard to say that he's not if, if he keeps playing the way he is. And it's it's incredible. I mean, I know we've said this a million times, but it's just like the hard part is over. We got two guys. We got yeah. two basically superstars. We just got to make it work with them. We just got to make sure we put the right piece around them. That's it. That's literally all we got to do now. We're over the hump. Now we just got to... You just got to keep pushing forward and get these guys uh, surround them with the right guys. That's it. That's literally it. Yeah. yeah. And I think Brown's going to be an all-star this year. I think he's going to make the all all NBA team. And I think he's going to be the most improved player in the NBA. If you look at his stats, it's everything a career high in points, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, three point percentage, free throw percentage, and less, um, fouls. You're just reading off any stat under the book. <laughs> you, go down, you go down the list, it's like Jalen's better at this, better at this, better. It's crazy. He's averaging like 0.8 less rebounds in his career highs. So it's basically all career highs. Like, Yeah. Insane. Same thing with Tatum, too. I mean, I mean, not saying yeah. he's in the most proved player category because I think he's a too, uh, too high of a level to be getting those types of awards. But I yeah. mean, if you look at his stats, I mean, they're almost all career highs too, which is absolutely insane. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's averaging career high in steals, points, assists, and rebounds. Crazy. You, you, you love to see it. You really you do love, love to see it. it. <laughs> um, all right, guys, before we get into any of the voicemails, we do have a couple to play. We do. We, we didn't really dis- – we talked about the Jazz game, but we didn't mm-hmm. talk about it because we talked about, you know, the Rob Williams, some other things that the biggest glaring – and, I, I mean, in one note too, Jason, uh, Jalen Brown, 33 points against the Jazz, so he's kind of the First only one that came to play. Too. Pretty yeah. impressive. Um, and it was a game-time decision. It wasn't even like he was, like, you know, completely prepping yeah. and whatnot for that game. But um, th- I think that was a negative game overall because they did end up getting smacked in Kemba Walker at seven points. And he shot, like, 12. yeah, like 16% yeah. or something from the field. Um, that's tough. Yeah. Here's the thing. Am I concerned a little bit? Am I more frustrated than I am concerned? Absolutely. Here's the thing that here's my stance on Kemba Walker. There's still, I mean, I can't even, I can go through my, I can go through my mentions and I can literally, we could have a full episode just going off of what people are saying about Kemba Walker. People want him gone. People want him trade. People want him this and that. People are done, you know, making, giving all these excuses to him. I don't really care. Not that I don't care. I'm not as concerned about how he plays against the Jazz in February or how he plays against the Suns in February. I'm just thinking of random teams. But especially coming back from the injury. So I know especially, like, he's yeah. played 10 games, all right? He's missed half the season. You don't shake the rust off right away. Some players, it takes longer than others. You know what I mean? It's just that's how it is. If he's playing like this in May, April, May, June, then absolutely I'm concerned. And then that point, you got to start thinking, what are you going to do moving forward? I don't care what he does right now. I don't care if he's playing this poorly right now. It's just a matter of him getting better. I want to see him adjust and get better as the year goes on. He, listen, it's. I think it's pretty obvious that he's having a hard time adjusting to being the clear third guy behind Jason and Jalen. We've said this before. Jason and Jalen don't have to adjust to anything. They don't have to worry about adjusting to Kemba Walker's play style. It's Kemba Walker that needs to adjust to playing behind those two guys. 
you know, it's gonna, it might take a little bit. And I think once the playoffs come around, Brad Stevens said, like, you know, we, Kemba Walker is going to be that guy. I'm confident that he's still going to be that guy for us. And so am I. I'm not giving up on a guy because of a handful, a few bad games in the 10 games that he's played this year. I, I just can't throw him under the bus that quickly. And not for nothing, um, Dan Greenberg, uh, the Bartzel, uh guy that covers the Celtics, he put out this uh, uh, picture today. There was an eight-game stretch last year where he, like before the All-Star break, before his injury and everything, where he was literally having games where he was shooting 20-something percent, 30 percent from whatever. And, you know, people are forgetting that, you know, people weren't freaking out then, but they're freaking out now that he's having poor games after coming back from a legit injury. So it's just we've been through this before, and obviously he was an all-star last year, even after all those games. So right now I'm not con- I'm, I'm a little concerned, but not fully concerned. I'm frustrated. But I think he's still going to get much, much better as the season progresses, and I'm just going to look forward to how he plays around playoff time. Uh, I understand why Celtics fans are concerned, but I, I feel like at this point, it's like we talked about, it's kind of pointless to be concerned because there's nothing we can do but write it out. You know, Yeah, kinda- exactly. Value, you, you know, we just gotta write it out, you know, see how he does. And go back to uh, last week's voicemails. I remember people talking about Kemba not showing up in big games. His best Showing game against the Clippers. Yeah, it was against the Clippers. So True. It, it's just the inconsistency, I feel. It's just from not playing basketball in so long. Yeah, and that's the thing is too. It's not like he doesn't look good on the court. It's not like he's yeah. moving funny or anything like that. Like if that was the case, then you. That's be why I don't get the concerned. injury. That's why I don't get when people talk about the injury. It's like, well, what yeah, is the, what the injury isn't telling you. It's that just he's, he's rusty right now. He's yeah. just yeah, he's, rusty. he's back from the injury, and to be honest, he's playing a new role that he's never played before. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not even the second option on the team. Maybe if you last think about it, last year when we brought him in in the, the first few months before he got hurt, we literally you, signed him to be one of the top option before Tatum like emerged. Yeah, as well as, as he was our first option last few months of the season. Or the yeah, first season last exactly. Year. That's what. So now crazy. he's coming back, and now he's the third option. He's never yeah. been that in his career. It's just like, like I said, it. Sometimes some players can adjust easily to new roles or coming back from injuries. Some players, it's not that easy. That's why we can't be worried about what's happening in February. If this was April, May, sure, but it's not. It's February. All right, we can we can chill out. We have plenty of basketball left, and we have to chill out. Yeah, we have. To, everyone just no. chill out. All right, everyone just take a chill. You're not going right? to trade Kemba Walker for a bag of chips right now because his value is low. You yeah, know I mean? so you might Listen, as well write it out. Kemba Walker isn't going anywhere. He, we can't trade him anywhere. It's just it's not going to happen. So it's just if you're frustrated with him, whatever like whatever it is, suck it up. <laughs> just I'm not trying to be mean, but suck it up. I mean, he's going to be here all year, so you might as well you gotta look to it or start supporting him. Because to me, miserable then. To me, he's in a slump, right? But it just so happens that he started his comeback in a slump, and now it looks terrible. You know, yeah. he had played all year long, was going off in the beginning of the year, had this ten game stretch of of stinking. Then it's not as big of a deal. But um, all right, we 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 got a voicemail related to related to Kemba. It's coming after the Clippers game, so okay. I think it'll uh, it'll be more of a positive Kemba. But let's get. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Hey guys, this is Liam from Atlanta again. Uh, first of all, I just want to say all the people who say trade Kemba, uh, he just shut them up after that Clippers game. I mean, fourth quarter, absolutely came yeah. out, dominated, hit clutch free throws at the end. He played great. Very happy with his performance. That being said, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on how Kemba. Oh, oh that's my fault. 
great, very happy with the performance. That being said, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on how Kemba's going to fit into the offensive game plan from now on. In last season, he kind of uh, was the number two option behind Tatum with uh, Brown being the third option. Now we have Tatum as the one option, Brown as the two option. Obviously, that's kind of interchangeable depending on the game, but Kemba's now more or less the third option on the team. Mm-hmm. So I really want to know how you guys think he'll fit in with the new game plan. Is he going to play kind of the same role as kind of a facilitator, pick and roll guy, pick and pop guy? Kind of. I want to hear your thoughts on how Stevens is going to reincorporate him now that Brown has really emerged as just as good of an offensive force as Tatum. Thanks, guys. So right. I, I feel like we did we t- kind of talked about it a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, that, w- once he figures it out, he's going to be a deadly third option. I mean, if Kemba Walker yeah. is the third option, I mean that's pretty damn good. When he's healthy, when he's playing at the level that he usually plays at, that's really really good. Um, and just to kind of just answer the bulk of it, like what kind of role I think he's going to play, um, you know, I don't think he's going to be a guy that necessarily should. Not that he shouldn't, but I don't think he's a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands as much as he's used to. Like Obviously, Tatum Brown is going to have the ball in their hands. Marcus Smart is averaging a career high in assists this year. He's been the primary playmaker for the Celtics. He's been just really, really good at just getting guys open, his teammates open, this and that. I think Kemba Walker is going to be more used as just a pure scorer, whether it's off ball, trying to get him open for threes, or he's coming off of pick and rolls and he hits those uh, threes off the picks and stuff like that. Um, I can see him that type of uh, playing that type of game. I can't see him being like a true playmaker at this point. Um, and, you know, it's not that it's a bad thing, not that he can't do it. I just don't think that that's going to be his role moving forward. I think it's just going to be more of a scoring, a scoring option. Yeah. At this point, I'd like him to, you know, probably just average, you know, 20 points, five assists, five assists maybe build mm-hmm. a little bit worse. But it, it's interesting he brought that up because I was I was going to mention that before um, we actually listened to the voicemail that Kemba had already said last year that you know he was willing to sit behind Tatum and Brown, but like he mentioned, Brown wasn't really as hot last year, so Kemba was kind of the second option. So yep. I think he's struggling now that Brown's taken the leap and he actually is the third option. When last year, you know, obviously he said you know he would, but he didn't. He wasn't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's now okay. Let me ask you this. So, if we not directly answer the voicemail, if we kind of like take the voicemail and draw a fuzzy line here, if he says, "Do you think Kemba Walker is going to be able to fit into this role?" Do you guys have yes or no? I think I know the answer, but is it is it like a clear yes? Do you think Kemba Walker takes on that role? I can't give you a hundred percent yes. I'd probably give you like a 75, 80% yes. I think he can, and I, I believe he will. Um, but, you know, of course, there's that, uh, there's that tiny bit of uncertainty just going off of how he's playing now. Um, but I, I think I think eventually he'll find his role, and I think it'll work out. Yeah, I'm going to say yes as well. I think maybe about 76%, just a one-on-one. <laughs> what, is his price is right or something like that? Honestly, I, I think... I think he can become a facilitator, playmaker, or, you know, but I'm just not sure. I, I think he can just because he's a winner. He wants to win. Yeah. So he'll do anything it takes to. That's true. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's For true. Sure. I, asked, I asked the question because it. I know, because I believe I'm right there with you guys. I'm probably like 76.1% if we're just, you know, uh, guessing. Here. But no, we're just throwing I, decimals I, out there now. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the rules you guys should have asked. But sure. um, I, I, I feel like. 
it could be the Celtics bias in me saying that because realistically Kemba's never shown that he is sort of that third option. He's never had the opportunity to be a third option. So mm-hmm. it's not his fault, but I, I like that. None of us are like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's going to be the, the passing sort of facilitating catch up off the screen ball, not in his hand type player. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I like that we're confident in it. So that's good. Yeah. Mar- Marcus smart is the kind of guy to rub off on, you know, his teammates. So if, if Kemba really does want, you know, to become a better passer, then Marcus smart will help him in my opinion. Yeah. Very true. Another thing too, I want to know, uh, point out, um, this is also something that, uh, uh, Danny, uh, Dan Greenberg from Barstool talked about, um, the minutes that they've played together, Kemba smart, Jason, uh, Jalen, Jason, and Tyce Thompson, whatever it was, they've played less than a hundred minutes together. And then you compare them to the other starting lineups, just in the Eastern conference, the Philadelphia 76ers have almost 300 minutes. It's just, this team hasn't had the chance to play together. I mean, last year, uh, uh, Kemba smart Hayward, Jalen, Jason, they only played together for 12 games out of the 60, 70, whatever it was. It's just like, we're not having the time to actually build this chem- not build a chemistry because I think the chemistry is there, but just make it work. It's when you when you guys are constantly in and out of the lineup, it's tough to make you know that work. It's Rome wasn't built in a day, so in this case, since we have all these injuries, since guys are going in and out of the lineup, it might take a little bit for them to figure it out. And that's why I'm telling people to be patient because it's like we have barely seen our true best starting five play this year, and, and it's like you can't really freak out until we see what they what they actually do with a extensive run and not just 70 minutes of playing time yeah i think i saw, saw that stat from uh, greenberg um I think it was like the sixers were second in the league in minutes played like all their starters together yep. mm-hmm. for fifth and then boston was like 21st yeah yeah that's such a drop off so that's why i'm saying people can't be freaking out it's like you gotta look at this thing too you know it does it still is the reality like it's not like oh like we're gonna win the championship because no like they're they're the celtics have had these injuries and have showing no signs of them like going away so it definitely sucks and it is the reality but it is a reason you know what i mean like it is it is an explanation it's not an excuse per se it's just facts It's, it's just facts yeah yeah. Can't argue facts. And to go a little off topic, just since we're talking about uh, Greenberg, I get a lot of stats for as well. Um, for the Clippers game, I have some stats here. When Tatum guarded Kawhi, 19 possessions. Kawhi scored one point on 0-2 shooting. And then when Kawhi guarded Tatum for eight possessions, Tatum scored seven points on two of three shooting. Which actually that was a fun fact. Kawhi can't guard Tatum. He did that. Didn't he do that in one of their games last year too? Or it was like the last, it was Kawhi didn't score on Tatum and then Tatum scored a bunch on Kawhi. Like, I think he might have his number because that's not the first time. That's pretty crazy. Hey, that's what a superstar does. Am I right? Yeah, there you that's go. That's what a superstar does. Um, all right, we, that, got, we got another voicemail here. It's not Kemba related anymore. Kemba thoughts? No, I think we I can think I'm Kemba'd on. out. Yeah, we can I'm sure people on. watching and listening are too. But here we go. This is this is coming in. Both of these voicemail callers, by the way, called in last week. So I love that we're getting the recurring callers here. So Thank shout you out guys. to you guys. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yes, the number to call in is 617-299-9269. Hey, 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 hey. We so got if it. you want to hear yourself <laughs> on the podcast, and honestly, I don't know about you guys. Feel free to shoot this down. But if someone wants to call in, they can plug whatever they got going on in their life too. Yeah, shout sure. out, shout out your I'll, Twitter, shout out on. your yeah. podcast, anything. Yeah, you you give us content, we owe you that. 
All right, Absolutely. here we go. Your boy Ben from Charlotte Philly Games. I have kind of like a two-part question for you guys. The first part is, do you guys think, like I think, that the Celtics play better when they're down? Whether it's down in players or down in scores, I feel like we play up to our competition always or even better than our competition when we're down. But when we're up in score or we have all our players, I feel like, we play down to the level of competition and we let teams come back. We blow really important leads. I don't really understand what's going on with that. And as far as the like down players thing, I know we can't control injuries, but have you guys noticed that our biggest wins this season have all come with a player out? For example, the Indiana game or the Bucks game, the first game, or even our biggest win, in my opinion, the Clippers game. Tell me what you guys think of you guys appreciate the love. What was uh what was his name? That was uh that was Ben. Ben, Ben, let me tell you something, buddy. I've noticed this for a long time. The Celtics, Brad Stevens is just a great coach when they don't have all their players healthy. It, 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 that's why it's so confusing how when he does have guys that are healthy and he has everyone, he doesn't make it work. But yet when you're down guys, he does make it work. Um, he does more with less. Yeah, he does more with less. I, I literally, this has been something that I've, I've, I mean, we've all probably noticed for years. Like in playing down to our competition, when the Celtics go up by a lot and they start blowing leads, the reason why they do that is because they get comfortable with that lead and they start thinking, oh, we got this one in the bag, the game's over. But it's the NBA, and you know, if you take once you take your foot off the gas, you know, the other team can just go full throttle and just make a comeback, and we've seen that happen multiple times this year. That's also something that we've all noticed over the last few years as well. This isn't anything new. As much as it sucks, this isn't anything new. Um, so yeah, I do agree that they play down to their competition, and when they're down players, they play better. I, I don't know the reasoning for that. I don't know if it's a coaching thing or if it's just like something to do with the line. I don't know. But yeah, no, I agree that they play down and they play better without less uh, without their big players. In my opinion, uh, for the blowing leads part, it's uh, definitely a coaching thing. Um, yeah. If guys aren't fired up, you know, going into the huddle, then how, how are they going to? You got you to gotta play with the same intensity for all 48 minutes. You got to play like an entire game the entire I, way. I, just, I, never, I never see Brad out there just being firing the guys up or just being uh, looking intense, other- intense. The he word, is, the yeah. word. He's he not likes intense. To use inside voice when his when, his when going on. his intensity is absent. And Dante, you said it. It's like you can't you can't come in. The way you get a big lead is by playing intense. Well, the players yeah. do that themselves. The minute you get up, all of a sudden the players are you know taking it easy, just looking to get out of there, getting ready to 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 soak in the victory. A coach needs to say, hey hey, twenty three year old, snap back into it. This game isn't yeah. over. Mm-hmm. And if if no one's telling you that, I don't blame Jason Tatum or Peyton Pritchard or Jalen, any of these guys that are that are you know twenty three, twenty four years old to be like tuning out for a little bit or zoning out. They need a coach, a a figure to be like, hey, game's not over. You're a pro. Keep going. And yeah, yeah I, I want to see Stevens bench a guy for walking. Like everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. but the, the inconsistent, the the coming back from games or the blowing leads. Just goes back to other than Tatum and Brown, you know. Sometimes every player on the Celtics is inconsistent. So that, in my opinion, that's why you know we come back sometimes and we blow leads sometimes because we just don't know what we're going to get from these players. 
I think yeah. you're right. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's the truth. It's it, the it cold, is. hard truth. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it, it's unfortunate, but some of those things that Ben mentioned there, I don't know if they go away just by I'm doing what you're doing. They're not I'm, they're not sort of things that get rid of themselves. You know what I mean? Active change needs to happen if they want to prevent those type of things. And whether that's blowing games or, you know, playing better when you're down because your bench is better, whatever it is, you need to either get the bench better or Brad Stevens needs to get a little bit more intensity. You keep doing what you're doing, it's the definition of insanity, right? You're gonna keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like we have. I feel like we've played down to our yeah. to our competition for years. Like, not just here. I'm numb to it at this point. I'm I, I, I'm used to it. I really am. Like when I see it happen, I'm not shocked anymore. It's that's expected. Well, I kind of expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. It's so sad. It's so sad to actually say it out loud. A 20 point lead, and you're like, this game's not even close to being over. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. If you if you're a Celtics fan and you're still comfortable with the team when they're up by 20. God bless your heart because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still sweating it out if they're up 20 because I know how they play and I know that they'll somehow. I know that game. those are going to be the games that it comes down to the most wire. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> one yeah. The, closest think, game. the ones where you think that, oh, the, the stars are going to sit. They're not going to have to play much in the second half. No, that's the game where you know Literally. that they're going to have to be ready to play in the fourth. <laughs> that's that game. So that's yeah, sad. It's a sad truth. It is, um, but they do have a winnable schedule coming up, so I think that that's a good thing. We don't need to break down every single game, um, but I think we can all agree the Celtics, just to get the season back on track, need a streak to happen because these losses are adding up. As much as we want to yeah. say, you know, this is what's going on behind the scenes with the losses and whatnot, they are adding up. So, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully when we're doing next episode and whatnot, we're talking about some more wins. I think this episode probably was kind of negative, but at the same time, we're probably in the major- uh, majority, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine most of Celtics Nation is like, rah, rah, this team is killing it right now. No, I mean, if we're you a good representation of what's going on. Twitter, you won't see anyone celebrate. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we started out seven and three in our last 13 games or five and eight. Yeah. Not great. That's eh, not great. No, it's not, the best. it's not the best. I mean, but, um, yeah. there's still plenty of time left. I mean, I remember there was this article that came out and they're talking about the Celtics and their struggles and this and that. And they're talking about how they're a game and a half from being the eighth seed. True. They're also a half a game from being the third seed. So yeah. let's not yeah. let's not just paint it like this team is just you know they're in such I a know. bad spot. You know what oh, I mean? I it's just like not everyone. It's a weird year. I'm and I'm not I'm not using it as an excuse, but it's true. It's just a very very weird season in the NBA. Just with everything going on, just the way you know, no fans. Obviously, that's a factor. Just p- players being in and out because of COVID. I mean, the Celtics. I mean. They got hit, I mean, not the hardest, but they got hit pretty hard with COVID. I mean, there are teams yeah. that had it worse. Like Washington got absolutely destroyed from it. But like the Celtics were in a very tough spot for a little bit because of that. So it's just like you have to just consider these things. I'm not saying you have to use it as an excuse, but like you just have to re- just note that these things are actually happening and that they can lead to the, to what we're seeing right now. And that's, that's why I believe it's happening. Just a lot of different things affecting this team. And as time goes on, I think those things will sort themselves out. And once the playoffs come around, I am very confident that this team will look much, much better than they do right now. And those are my closing thoughts. So floor is yours. Well, put it well. Uh, so it's like schedule. Um, the next ten games, not too hard. 
you know, they, they play Denver, they play Atlanta a few times. Um, I think we can go seven and three, eight and two over these next ten games. So they need to go on a little run. Definitely, Hopefully the next yeah. podcast will be super happy. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, five of their next six games are at home too. So I mean, I, I know it's just we kind of talked about that earlier, but being at home and not having to worry about flying from here to there and all that stuff, it, it definitely takes a lot of pressure off their shoulders. So I, I think this is definitely going to be good for the team. Agreed. I think that uh, you know, as as negative as an episode that was, I hopefully everyone that watched or listened did enjoy some of our some of our simulation theories and some of our laughs here. Because <laughs> oh, don't even I forgot about that. Don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enough of that. I'm going to do extensive research on that. I need I'm you gonna, to go ahead. I'm going to. Tr- I'm going to find something because I want to be I'm proven wrong. You, I'm telling you right now. If I find if I find this and I find it's true, I'm going to lose my. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go insane. You. Got, I don't know what I'm going to say next episode. I might need a filter. I might need a a, a muzzle. I don't know. Uh, you no, guys it, might it, not have to mute me the entire episode because it, it's true. If it's if it's actually true, then I'm down to fire Brett Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. The are you, like, are you right? kidding me? It's like that's ridiculous. It's honestly quite literally one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard for a, just an NBA theory. I, I gotta look. And the it up. sad thing is, there's a part of me that thinks it might be true. Oh, me too. That's why I'm worried. I'm worried that this is actually true. At this point, I believe it's true. I, at this <laughs> point, like it wouldn't shock me. At this point. It, all right, I'm done talking with this. Yeah. Do you have anything else but, to uh, say? I, I don't think so. I think that was. I think it was a great episode. Um, shout out to us for it. But um, <laughs> thank you to everyone that has so tuned exciting. in and made it all the way. Yeah, they grow up so fast. The podcast is already <laughs> ten episodes old. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone that's tuned in. Make sure you do subscribe to the channel and like this video. Anything we said, and and we need the help with the Brad Stevens thing. Make sure to comment down below. But you can follow us on Twitter at Tommy Points Pod. You can follow Riley on Twitter at Color Sports. Follow Dante on Twitter Ooh. at Dante on Deck, and you can follow me on Twitter. At Ev Guy Boston. Good episode, boys. And uh, sure. hopefully, we're talking about some more wins coming up soon. But I think yeah, that wraps no it up for episode 10. No, no more simulators. simulators. No more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, all right, all we'll right. catch you guys in the next show. Peace out, guys.